G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God uses ordinary people. Now, it may surprise you to hear me say that Jesus was just an ordinary person. I'd better explain myself quickly before I get branded as a heretic. Jesus always has been, is, and always will be God. Yet on earth, he didn't live as God, but as a man. He lived as a perfect man. What is a perfect man, a woman? It's one who lives every moment in total dependence upon the Father. And every day Jesus presented his humanity to the Father as a vehicle through which God's life could be poured. And that is why he had such an amazing life. Jesus was the most ordinary person. If he was extraordinary, God could never have worked through him. But he was just ordinary and that was the key to his success. He demonstrated that God uses ordinary people. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. You just made a very interesting statement a moment ago that Jesus was an ordinary person. I'm glad you went on to clarify what you're talking about. I guess what you're saying is that whilst acknowledging his deity... Jesus laid aside his glory and he lived as a human being with the same limitations and restrictions and the characteristics as any other one of us, but with one critical exception that he never sinned. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think sometimes the mistake we make um, is in seeing Jesus as being this sort of um, uh, very handsome guy, the tallest guy in the crowd, you know, this incredible physique, the standout guy, you know. Um, But the fact is he was very ordinary. In fact, Isaiah the prophet said, he has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, naturally, he was not attractive. There's nothing magnetic about his physical appearance. It's really difficult. I mean, how many pictures of Jesus do you see where he's in the white robe and he's got this glow around his head and and this really sort of a smile, soft kind of a smile about him? And I don't think he would have been like that at all. Well, I've even seen blonde Jesuses, you know, in the Middle East. So uh, <laughs> sometimes there's a little bit of poetic license there by the artist. But um, um, obviously, you know, people want to portray the fact that Jesus was an incredible person. But what we need to understand is that in his humanity, there was nothing that made him stand out from the crowd. I mean, he mm. was a carpenter. Uh, you know, God lived next door to someone for 30 years and they didn't know about it. Otherwise, they would have been beating his door down to get to him. <laughs> you know, he was just an ordinary man. And, and Paul tells us he made himself of no reputation. He didn't, um, you know, have a mailing list or a fan club or anything like that. He just appeared ordinary until the Father manifested his glory through him. And everything that Jesus did that was extraordinary came out of the ordinary. I mean, you take, for example, changing the water into wine. It was just a normal day. Jesus got up that day not knowing what was going to happen. In fact, when they came to him and said, you know, they've run out of wine, he said, well, that's not my problem. You know, what's that got to do with me? Uh, My glory or my time has not yet come. 
And yet it had, but um, it wasn't revealed to Jesus at that moment. And then, of course, the Father began to manifest his glory, the Bible says, through Jesus at that wedding uh, at Cana in Galilee. Same with the feeding of the 5,000. It was just an ordinary day. They were out there. Jesus was preaching. The crowds were coming. He didn't know that he was going to perform the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 until the need presented it and he was in touch with his Father. And the Father did that great work through him. And, of course, um, you know, people began to speak about it and his fame began to, to travel. And so as a man, Jesus never drew upon his own resources to know or to do or to be anything. He was conscious that, you know, without the Father, he was nothing. Let me just read to you what he said, for example, in uh, John chapter 5 and verse 19. He said, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. And then in verse 30, he says, I can of myself do nothing. So he was conscious of the fact that anything that was going to happen in his life had to be initiated by the Father, and all he he could do was present himself to the Father and allow God to manifest his glory through him. You could basically say um, that Jesus summed up his life by saying, all I ever did, I never did. (laughs) He was my Father. It was my father. He kept saying it. You go through John's gospel and this phrase keeps recurring, you know. Mm. It's my father. It's my father that's doing this. I, I can't do anything of myself. I can't speak anything of myself. The doctrine that I teach, it's from the father. It's from the father. And so the father took up this man that was totally yielded to him and manifested his glory through him. Uh, you know, for the first time since Adam was created, God could be seen in a man. Now, Jesus, as you say, never denied his deity, but even his miracles were performed not as God, but by God working through him. He constantly emphasized that he was living in total dependency upon the Father. Now, here's the point. At the end of his ministry, he said, Now, you've seen the way that I live mm-hmm. in dependence upon the Father. Now, you abide in me. Yeah. And, and, and you'll know uh, what an extraordinary Savior can do through ordinary people. But it seems sometimes, Ken, that us ordinary people actually get it completely around the wrong way. You know, we have to be a big shot before somebody takes notice of us and we get some credibility before, uh, you know, people will take us seriously. But I'm sure many of us, when we were introduced to someone that we think that we need to impress, you know, we've got to whip out our list of credentials and, uh, you know, try and make an impression. But the truth is that when we know that there's nothing special about us in that sense, that that's actually when God uses us. That's when things started happening. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at Saul. I mean, God used him initially. He was a humble man, and uh, uh, he started off well. But then, of course, it all went wrong. And what went wrong? Well, when Samuel caught up with him and uh, basically gave him that real hard speech from God, mm. he said these words. He says, "When you were little in your own eyes, wow." How powerful is that? When you were little in your own eyes, you know, look what God did. <laughs> mm. But then you became a superstar. You thought you didn't need to rely on God or give him the glory or or be in touch with him, and, and it all went belly up from there, you know. Um, the fact is that, you know, Jesus isn't into superstars. He's not into big shots. He's not into people that um, big note themselves. He just wants to manifest his life through ordinary people. I think it's funny that, you know, on the day that Jesus was um, going to be crucified, the disciples were arguing about which of them should be the greatest, whereas Jesus made himself of no reputation. I think if we're honest, many of us will actually uh, resound with that, with what the disciples were doing, because, 
you know, we, we like that, you know, when we meet somebody famous, how often do we like to tell other people that we did because it kind of makes us look good? Then Jesus isn't into that. He, he wants humility from us, doesn't he? Yeah. I, you know, here's a good question I've, I've often found myself needing to ask myself regarding God working through me and that can you handle anonymity? Ouch. <laughs> we are ordinary people, as you say, doing extraordinary things or God is doing extraordinary things through us. How do you get to that place of God doing extraordinary things through you? Well, I, I think the key is to know that the only way into the extraordinary is through the ordinary. So God uses ordinary people. Now, once we start, you know, kind of um, thinking, well, he blessed me because of me, then we lose the very thing that we mm. have been wanting to see happen in our lives and can only happen in our lives when we come to the end of ourselves. I mean, I know that often what happens is uh, people that want to be used of God, they cry out, they come to the end of themselves. They just, you know, in desperation say, oh, God, you know, I, I just can't do it. You know, I've tried this, I've tried that, and, 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 I, and I give up. And God says, good. That's the place I want you to come to. <laughs> and then he comes in and it's all by grace that things happen. But what happens then? Then we think, right now I know how to do it. <laughs> and yeah. I start conducting seminars. I go on the road. I show others how to do it because, I, I, you know, it's like this is how I did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we kind of, um, um, that's the temptation is that we start taking the focus back on ourselves, start taking the credit for what God has done. The greatest thing is that we can stay ordinary mm. and just available to God. It's not our ability, it's our availability, as we often say. I love that verse that talks about showing mercy, walking humbly, humbly and acting justly. Yeah. And really it's this walking humbly before God is what we're talking about here, that that's what allows him to do extraordinary things through us because it's him actually working. Yeah, good point. A reassuring study this week that God uses ordinary people. We'll have more for you tomorrow. And until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.